0: Welcome to Collateral Banter, episode fifty-nine. That is right. I am recording this episode, episode fifty-nine of Collateral Banter, here on March seventeenth, Tuesday, March seventeenth. We are living under siege right now. The entire global economy is under siege. We really don't know for how long or what will it take to stop this from spreading. Um, the coronavirus COVID-19 is out and about right now and has essentially shut down it shut down large parts of China shut down all of Italy Spain is being shut down my one of my my people out in Spain and the United States hasn't yet implemented a full shelter-in-place order, which would essentially obligate people to stay home, except if they're medical or or essentially police. We haven't reached that stage yet as of March 17th, although pretty much that day will come or many lives, many additional lives will die. So it's pretty scary right now. There's so much information because information is changing day to day, so we don't really make sense of it. You know, it's hard to wrap your head around what the hell is really going on. I still gotta go to work they haven't yet shut down my work or had us work from home I'm not really sure I can work from home yet so we'll see uh, what that means but I might be locked out of uh, recording for a while we'll see what happens I'll see if I can record podcasts as the country and the world is under siege you know I had recorded previous episodes where I was terrified about the global economy collapsing, but I I didn't foresee necessarily a virus doing it. Although I think the fear has always existed. You know, Um, we go back to, I think, 2015 when Ebola was out, that the risk was there. People were warned and people don't take it seriously. There isn't a rapid response team. There aren't measures in place. When you wing it, this can happen to you and this is where we are. You know, so I don't blame sort of politicians or Donald Trump or other people for why they for the fact the virus is out there. But I do blame them for the response for that virus. It's uh, at this point, Americans should have gotten a jump on this. It didn't hit America first. Right. It didn't hit America first. America should have been planning as things were happening all around the world. And the fact that nobody could foresee or nobody could demand, look, if it's happening in China and now it has spread to Italy, it is a, it is a matter of time before it hits America. There should have been test out. There should have been emergency response units uh, near hospitals taking in people, testing everybody who wants to get tested for free. All of this could have been done and had, been, had it been done earlier, we would be out of this crisis sooner, and now we've chosen the path we are in, which means I think we're going to be pretty much living in this sort of social isolation, social distancing, until May, really. I think May is the month where we kind of gauge, like, things are going to warm up. We've, we've kind of socially isolated ourselves. I think May is sort of the transition month to, okay, this is contained. We can't go back to normal, but we're ahead of the curve because right now we're behind the curve. Here's the part that doesn't make sense to me that I'd love for somebody, anybody to explain to me. If you have a World Health Organization test and you want to build your own, why don't you just use both? You could have used the World Health Organization test and you could have used America's test later as you ramped up production of that. You could have two tests. you know. Instead, America goes, no, we want to create our own test and then there was a whole bunch of problems and complications from that. It's just, it's just a disaster. When you're living in a state of emergency, um, the government has a lot of powers right now. It could lock everybody down. It could say shelter-in-place order for every person and shut down all restaurants and stores. They don't want to do it for three weeks because the economic cost of that is enormous. But what's the healthcare cost of that, right? You, you really only got two choices there. Either you lock it down now, as the, as the city of San Francisco has done, or you prolong it and you increase the number of people who are ultimately going to get affected by it. So those are really your choices. This isn't a, well, we can kind of see if maybe businesses can stay open. I think that's a temporary thing. And then they will do maybe a two-week shelter in place and maybe extend it by a week. So it'll be three weeks. And I think that will help them kind of get, get at least a handle and a control of it. But you'll be far away from from escaping, it, and that puts us in April. So, like people getting bombarded by the story. I think the political ramifications of this, which I want to actually talk about, are pretty severe. Um, leaders in power today who aren't handling this crisis are going to pay a price for it politically somehow. Um, Donald Trump is running for election in November. I I hate to mention this, but you know it's it's going to happen. So I had said in previous podcasts that I thought Donald Trump was going to win regardless of who the Democrats nominated. I looked at the stock market, I looked at the economic indicators now with this virus and shelter in place. I I can I can't see Americans reelecting the president in power. It's sort of what happens when you uh, are in a essentially a a state of war as i think as macron the president of france has declared this virus to be and so when you're under that sort of siege and stage people usually blame the incumbents regardless of who it is uh, people make decisions on you know what stock market was up now it has all collapsed it has almost it almost reached the the number of points back in 2016 which i thought i think was about 1900 19, and 700 or 900 something we're almost back to that level of what we did in 2016. If you don't have the stock market, people are going to look at things. People are likely to vote for that whoever wins the Democratic Party nomination, which at this point I'd like to add, I think is is pretty much pretty likely to be Joe Biden. I just can't see how Bernie Sanders can do it. It'll be interesting to see the political ramifications of this. It's too early. People don't want to talk about it right now because we're in a state of crisis, but the politics of this and the political ramifications of this in the future are are pretty severe. You can do a major recovery, but I don't think something like this escapes people's minds too easily. And usually you pay the price for it. And nobody knows what will happen come September and October, and then you are literally weeks away from the election and seeing if the virus returns or not. You can't shelter in place until August. That would create a... a or or July, man. People are going to be stuck at home if people don't have AC and the temperature goes up. Uh, it's just not possible. You're, you're talking about trillions of dollars being lost. This is this is where we find ourselves in right now. You are seeing inability of the federal government to take charge. Yeah, this is this is one of those times you kind of want a strong federal government to make a strong scientifically based decision to protect people. Few moments in history where living in an authoritarian state is beneficial. And I think when you're facing a pandemic, a global pandemic, this is one of them. Because a strong, centralized decision tends to get results. And you throw hundreds of billions of dollars at it, we'll get the results done. And I think that's what we're lacking right now, is a central decision. You're you're getting governors having to to make these decisions w- without the necessary resources and budgets that the federal government of the United States provides. And I think that makes the crisis worse. So look, we'll, we'll see how this all impacts people. But so many businesses are closing, so many concerts, right? I mean, this, the r- ripple effect of this is uh, unpredictable. Again, I, I don't want to say that Donald Trump for sure is going to lose in November. I just think now it's, it's a toss-up. It's unknown. Um, and I actually think the favor would probably go to the Democratic nominee a- at this point. Of course, we have many, many weeks to go. And I'm sure no matter what the polls say, it will be a, a tight, tighter election than the polls indicate. But I, I can't foresee people reelecting a president unless the virus just goes away and he can claim all the results If Donald Trump can claim. I cleaned it up. And it's like late April. And everything goes back to normal. There's no resurgence of the virus any point between now and November, and the stock market goes back up to twenty-seven hundred, uh, 27000 Unless that happens, I can't see. It's not that people necessarily prefer Biden to Trump. It's just they're going to say, you know what? My 401k is down. Things aren't right in the country. We're being forced to shelter in place by our governors or the mayors, and it's about to go down in New York City. If you live in New York City and you're hearing this, you're about to be indoors for about three, three weeks. That's where we are right now, and uh, so many things being put on hold. I went to the doctors today, and it was the most interesting experience in my life. You're not allowed to schedule appointments. The appointments you have in the future will be done online. They will either call you or they will like FaceTime you. But that's the new model we're having right now. It is to go online for medical. well, that makes sense, but for many other things, I think in our lives. And um, I don't know if that's going to go away. I think people I think just if you start looking at the business side of things, this is this is the way people want it to be. And uh, this is this is where I'm going to bring out my critique of everything I've been saying, which of course, you should listen to the scientists and the doctors, but I hope that once this virus begins to die off, things to slow down, once we've hitched peaks and people begin to return to some semblance of normalcy, of a new normal, let's put it that way, a new normal returns. I hope we return to shaking hands and being in crowds and enjoying that and hanging out in groups. I hope that we are able to rekindle those bonds because to be isolated from people and then forcing people to do things electronically hopefully not permanently i mean that is so painful that process to be separated from human contact from looking at other humans actual in their in their physical presence to be in their physical presence i think is is something we're going to miss and regret and uh, i know i maybe i'm speaking for myself but i i enjoy being in the presence of other people i'm not really into social media i if people can probably tell You know, I prefer conversations with people one-on-one. And yes, there's a space for social media, and it's important to engage. But I enjoy discussing topics and ideas in groups three or four or five. As people know, I've been hanging out with uh, civil politics people. Uh, I enjoy those conversations so much more than, you know, getting into some debate over Twitter because people didn't like a a statement or a story. It's so not conducive to having a conversation with people and I don't think it can ever replace the sort of physical presence of people. Other thing that I am just sort of terrified by and uh, that I had mentioned earlier is that things are going missing in stores and now you're seeing other parts of the economy booming, right? Like uh, delivery, home delivery, Amazon's about to hire 100,000 people to meet the demand of the coronavirus. I just think that's insane how quickly they moved on that. But and, of course, there are going to be plenty of people in America, and we're going to see stories about it, who refuse to stay home and refuse to listen to the authorities. They want to rebel. And uh, it's risky because either you'll be fined or arrested for that. But I'm sure there are plenty of people who would be doing that. Yeah, well, what can you what can you say? They, they could be spreading the virus. I mean, that's what people don't get. You know, I've seen some college students. They were... In South Carolina, and when somebody asked them, "Well, you're not worried about the coronavirus?" They're like, "No, it affects only people over 80, really." And so, you know, I'm young, I'm healthy, so I'm in good shape. And they don't see that, like, well, you could be carrying the virus and giving it to other people who maybe have a compromised immune system, or it could be your grandma. It's like, do you not care about them? Like, th- the lack of of understanding that you could be a carrier of this disease is uh terrifying to me that people don't understand how the disease actually spreads and how quickly it spreads and that it kills about 10 times more than 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 the flu and it could be even more than that it all depends i think is is um report, important to to note that you know some people are just dumb really people need to stay indoors as much as possible limit exposure limit to the limit the number of people you're in touch and contact with And to change, even if we go back to the way it was, we still need to do this for a set period of time. I don't know how long that's going to be, but you don't want to start giving this around to people. So, but that's where we are right now. And uh, and of course, I'm recording another podcast on a day that several states are voting: Illinois, Arizona, Florida, Ohio was supposed to vote, but has been pushed back. From what I heard, I'm pretty sure Joe Biden's going to have another good night, especially in Florida. Maybe Bernie can do well in Arizona, but I don't know. Just going to make it impossible, I think, for Bernie to win at this point. I I just it's the numbers and the states that are remaining. I think it's making it extremely difficult for him to win and to capture the votes, especially now that the news cycle is just all about a virus. Yeah, this is this has been coming. See, there's no excuse for the responses we're getting because we knew about this back in December. Even in early January, we could have been spreading that virus for so many months. Uh, the fact that we didn't act soon enough means that the virus spread, spread, spread all throughout communities. And now we're paying that price. So, you know, what can, what can you do about that? People should have been more proactive in government, especially when it's a global pandemic that knows no limits to boundaries, borders, to any of that. But people, hopefully, people are gonna, you know, figure out clever ways. I I've enjoyed watching the videos of Italians singing from their balcony. That's you know, that's only in Italy. It was very enjoyable enjoying that, and um, you know, trying to keep people's spirits up because three weeks is a long time. You can only watch so many movies and other things before you just start getting bored and want to do things outside. So, sort of my take on it. I enjoy the way things were going previously and, uh, sure there, there are going to be some permanent changes and there are going to be some short-term changes that maybe we don't keep. I hope it's the social, social distancing is relaxed a little bit. You know, I just think it's too much, but right now I get it right now. It makes sense. I hope in the future, maybe by July or August, people will go back to less social distancing or something like that. So I don't know. That's that's just how I feel as in a personal opinion. But I'm keeping my distance away from people, keeping it at all times, you know, and uh, it's new to me because um, I usually like to get up a little close, you know, to talking to people. I don't like to talk, you know, ten feet away, <laughs> um, or whatever it is, six feet away. But you know what? If it's worth it and not spreading the disease, then then you know, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. You got to do it. So that's collateral banter. I will use these three weeks to recharge and create new episodes, maybe give updates if I'm allowed to. We'll see what I can do about that. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it all works out or not. America will get through this. It's going to be a painful process. And I think people are going to pay the price for it. Some, unfortunately, are going to pay with their lives and already have. It's it's something we can overcome. It's not something that is impossible to overcome. It just takes effort and sacrifice and long-term planning and vision, which I think we have always lacked. You know, if there's one thing that this helps is we need to go back to planning, to long-term thinking, to strategies. You need to have a plan. You can't live day to day and forget the future and to forget the past. And I think that that's, to me, the, the biggest critique that I have of society is that, like, who's planning for the future. And then everybody looks at it from a market perspective and say, well, you know what? This hasn't happened in 101 years. So why the hell are we investing for it? We're investing for it because you're preventing something like this from occurring. And we should have known, we should have taken SARS and Ebola and H1N, whatever every, all the other pandemics that we've had that ha- that weren't global and scale, but we were able to control and limit, at least contain, We should have been doing that. Now we're going to have to make really big sacrifices, really big moves. And look, the healthcare system could be overwhelmed quickly, and we need to be aware of that because if, if, as some predicted, 100 million people get sick or 80 to 100 million people get sick and tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people end up in the hospitals, the system will collapse. People won't be able to go into the doctor if they need any emergency procedure. All the doctors will be overwhelmed. The entire healthcare system will collapse on itself, given the demand. So, all right, I'm out. That's collateral banter episode 59. Hope you enjoyed it. Stay safe, wash your hands, keep away from people for now, and we'll move on. We'll continue. All right. Thank you for listening. Thanks.